Hi there, my name is Michael White. And my name is Anthea Morfetis. For those of you who don't know us, I am a public speaker and I also do one-on-one coaching. And myself, I'm an author and a mindset coach. We're here today to bring you guys our podcast, which we enjoy very much called Love and Relationship Conversations. Um, We've decided to partner up together to educate people on how to have a relationship with themselves, how to have a relationship with others and get the relationships that they deserve and desire. And how we go about doing that is creating content for you guys that you will enjoy. And we're completely passionate about what we're doing we love what we do because of our own experiences in life and myself and Michael have known each other for a a good seven years and we've had many conversations about relationships and hence why Love and Relationship podcast was born and we welcome you to this podcast and we hope you completely enjoy before we get started on today's topic I'm going to say a few things Thank you for supporting us for all of season one. Um, You know, what we're going to try to do is do seasons and try to do at least 20 to 23 episodes per season and move on to the next one. And I want to say thank you for a lot of people that uh, messed with us in season one that either voted on our pools, supported us in any type of way, because you have a lot of people that just watch. That's it. They don't like, they don't support, they don't do anything um, to really help you move the needle. But those that really do that comment and support, like it means a lot to us because again, even on Instagram, we have people that just look at our polls and that's it. They don't vote. They don't do nothing. Um, and you know, we put this content out there for you guys. We put out there to show love support, you know, have the uncomfortable conversations that are not being had, um, and, you know, we do it for you guys. So, you know, the least you guys can do is support, say, Hey, we love the content. Hey, maybe you guys could talk about this. That's why we build these platforms. That's why we have an email account, um, for you guys to literally submit your questions to us on topics you want us to talk about. You can reach out to us on Facebook personally, um, to, to talk about these things, but that's the thing. The least you could do is comment, like, share, subscribe. All our social media handles are at the bottom. Um, and it helps us grow in the algorithm. Right. And we'll just become sharper and better because of it. Yeah. Again, I want to say that was a thank you for sharing that, Michael. And I want to also say thank you to everybody who has supported us throughout season one. It's been a really good journey thus far. We've really enjoyed it. We're loving putting this content together. We're loving doing these podcasts. And I think it's it's really helped me grow. And I'm sure it's helped Michael grow. And I help and I'm and I'm I'm hopeful that it's helped everybody else who's watched it grow and have a new understanding a new way to see your relationship um because it is such a deep subject isn't it there's so many like moving um moving parts to a relationship it's so mechanical as such um question so much when you get into a relationship so this will hopefully help us help people release all those questions and be able to give you the answers that you're looking for and like Michael just said also you know the fact that if you support us and you're and you're here with us then we can grow at an exponential level and we can get ourselves out there more and help more people at a more global level which is something that we you know we really thrive for and um, I just want to say thank you to everybody again so we're 
they're yeah, ready don't, for season don't two. Don't watch, guys. Don't don't play 007 and hide in the background. Like, no. You know what I mean? Like, like <laughs> don't need ninjas. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, like, share, and subscribe to the content. Like, literally, don't be a 007 hiding in the <laughs> hiding in the shadows here. Like, um, and jumping out every so often. And then jumping out every so often. Like, yo, just you know, we do it for you guys, man. As yeah. you can see, I'm sporting one of our new gears. We're actually going to have it available to the public real soon. Um, there's actually going to be a feminine version of it. This is the masculine one. Um, and then we're actually going to have our sweaters because it is getting a little chilly. So um, we are working on, on giving you guys that value as well. Um, before we start as well, too, I actually want to say that I need you guys to understand that we're not coaches. We're not advice people. We're just two people having a conversation about dating using wisdom and experience. That's it. That that's what we base it on. That's why it's called the love and relationship conversations, because we're not dancing around certain conversations. In a lot of cases, there's people dancing around certain things and we don't want to do that here. Those uncomfortable conversations that need to be had, we're going to have them. That's why we do have them. If you look back in our season one, we talked about do men really like scandally class photos? You know, we talked about a bunch of different things. Um, and, and that's the thing. Nobody wants to talk about it because they're afraid. Oh, well, what if they react this way? Who cares? Doesn't matter, We're right? trying to help people have successful relationships. That's what it's coming down to. And for that to happen, certain conversations need to be had about certain things masculine femininity passiveness agreeableness assertiveness interdependentness we need to talk about it all yeah um to to really get the results that people are looking for now with season two it's going to be a little different as you guys know um we focused a lot on the external side of things in season two we're actually going to focus more on the internal we're going to focus on cleaning the inside of the cup, as I like to say, because a lot of people, just the outside looks pretty. Oh, I'm good looking. I have all these. No, we need to really discover, are you truly prepared for a relationship? Are you truly ready for one? And, and that, that is such a question, isn't it, Michael? What a question. Are you truly ready for a relationship? Yeah. Um, because so many people think they are and they and they're carrying this baggage with them and it's all internal as Michael said and I'm so thankful we've actually decided to do the inner work here and really work on the self-love side of things and what's inside us because we carry so many limiting beliefs in us so many things that we've heard over the years and we carry that and we go into relationships where we've been hurt previously or somebody's um, somebody's cheated, or there's been a lot of mistrust, or been spoken to in the in ways that are, is is not congruent to any person. And what happens is we walk away, the relationship breaks down, and then we go and jump into another relationship, get to that relationship, and then before you know it, the cracks are shown to what is actually going on within that person. That the, the, they start to become like very cautious of are they you know how are they treating me or um are they doing things behind my back the distrust shall we say mm -hmm. um 
And that's a massive one that comes into relationships where people don't trust the other person and they become needy and they become, they like they want to have validation continuously. And that's draining on itself. Mm -hmm. I mean, just that in itself is so draining. So, you know, I think another key thing that I would love to discuss and whether we get to discuss it today or not, because um, it's all about self-love and we're actually going to go into 10 ways to implement self-love today. But one of the big things that um, I've, I've actually recently even experienced myself is communication. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we could talk about that. Yeah, I mean, communication to me is such a key factor to a relationship, to a good good flowing relationship to something that is a healthy looks good on the inside and feels good on the in in the inside because like we said the most important thing here is the inside now if somebody doesn't communicate with you then it leaves um, a gap for people to come for that person to have their mind go into the worst ways possible and not to feel that alignment and not to feel that um like a, it's like a having a gap, isn't it? It creates a big gap. And, and until that communication takes place, the gap is open to so many different energies, so many different thoughts, so many different emotions. And we can avoid all of that by just communicating. And it's so important. Well, um, I will say this. If you don't feel you're the best version of yourself and you get into a relationship, you're cheating that person and yourself. Mm-hmm. because they're not getting the best version of you and you're not showing up as the best version of you. I'm going to say that a hundred percent and to touch on what Anthea said, and maybe we can do one on communication. Communication is going to be different for everybody. Not everybody communicates the same. That's mm-hmm. why they have the love languages stuff. Yes. But, um, everybody communicates the same, but let's just say the foundation uh, everyone communicates differently, sorry, but the foundation and principles are all the same. Mm-hmm. Men, how we show love is by sharing our resources and protecting women. That's how we show love. Mm-hmm. Women show love by just being loyal. You see? So, but everybody communicates differently, right? So that's what I'm trying to say. It's understanding. I always like to say the word adjusting. And there's a reason why I say the word adjusting. It's because when you ask someone to change, they get defensive. It's a defense mechanism for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. When you say, I need you to change, I know I need you to adjust. Mm-hmm. You see how it sounds different? If I ask you to adjust, that, it's like, let's say you're working out at the gym and you're doing squats. And I say, you need to change your posture. The person, hey, you need to adjust it to yes. this. And they will stop and they will listen and take mm-hmm. notice. That's it's a, it's, why you, wordplay yeah. is very important and when you're and, doing and talking with people. Um, you know, I'll never tell someone, Hey, you need to change your behavior. No, you need to adjust your behavior because yes. I'm not too pleased with it right now. Yeah. That's what I, that's how I open up to people. Now, um, today's topic is going to be very interesting because a lot of people know how to give love, but they don't know how to receive it mm. because they've never given it to themselves. They're always getting it from outside forces people, friends, family, um, validation, praise, whatever, right? So um, we're here to teach people today the top 10 things on how to give yourself self-love because you can't be dependent on external forces to give you that love you deserve. It's got to come from you, and right? That, that's the biggest thing, right? That Because 
when you rely on external forces, and I'm just going to flat out say it, you end up in complicated situations, bad relationships, bad jobs, bad friendships, all of it, because you tolerate bad behavior because you think that that's what love is. Love is I can love you regardless. I can love you as long as that disrespect line is never crossed. Mm. Because you can't love someone if you don't respect them. Mm-hmm. That's so, so important. That's why we're talking about it today. Because that's the thing. A lot of people are disrespecting themselves. The other person is disrespecting them as well, but they're allowing it. So by allowing the disrespect means you don't respect yourself. You see, that sounds like a tongue twister, but that's exactly what it is. Any disrespect that you allow from somebody means that you don't even respect yourself because if you respect yourself, you would stop it, right? Nip it right then and there. Right. And that was so profound what you just said, Michael. And it's, that it's that resonates at such a deep level with me. It's literally, it's everything's a reflection. If you look at it as a reflection of you. So if somebody's come along and disrespecting you and you're just allowing it, like Michael said, you've got to look at what are you doing to you? How you, you're disrespecting yourself by allowing it. That's the number mm-hmm. one thing that Michael's saying. But you nip that in the bud and you say, no, I don't tolerate that. It's not, no. it's not what I'm about. Um, and if you want to continue like that, if that's how you want to continue and you're not willing to adjust, then that's fine. It's not, you know, like we said, I put a post out the other day, Michael, and it said, um, you're looking for love in all the wrong places. And it was really interesting to see how many people were still searching for love outside and thought it meant something else. Where do I look? How do I find it? Um there was I can't remember all of the comments that came along, but I was when I was going through them, I was like, "Wow, look at that!" People really didn't get that concept of you're looking for love in all the wrong places. Now, for me, my what my mind, what my thought process was behind that is that you're looking for love outside. The right place to look for love is inside here. You know, it's all mm-hmm. about like Michael said at the beginning, cleaning that cup, making it shiny from the inside, not just having the outside look good and shiny because the outside doesn't mean anything. That changes that changes over time anyway there's nothing you don't have control over your body your your everything yes you can have botox done you can have things like that done but it's not a natural process is it so by starting from the inside like michael rightfully said right at the beginning it's you're showing up as the best version of you and in that moment and i'm not saying you can't grow and get even better but if you're starting from where you feel like right now in this moment you think okay i've done a lot of work on myself i'm in the right direction i feel good about my life i know what's going on i know what i want i'm very clear on what i want from another person in my relationship i'm clear what i want to show i want to show up with and i'm clear that i've filled myself up with that respect with that love with that gratitude with that appreciation towards yourself first and that's how you are you're then in that moment showing up to the best that you can in that moment now once you get together with somebody if they're showing up in that same way you two can then walk together and become like a power team and you're supporting one another you're you respect one another the love's flowing ideas are flowing things are happening experiences are good they're all good feeling good good experiences that you can look at and say we had a really good time together 
and that grows from there. Um, it so, does, and that's the thing. Like you can, I love that Anthea touched on this. See, you can be beautiful on the outside, but still crappy on the inside. Yeah, absolutely. And I think a lot of people forget that. Doesn't mean you shouldn't do the outside work. We're not telling you to let yourself go and just no. No. But it's like you can still be crappy on the inside. Yeah. And it's so um, important to clear that inside. So important. So I actually wanted to we'll we'll start it off with focus on being someone who loves. And um, you know what I mean? I would say more than anything is people love the wrong way. You should just love effortlessly. And what I mean by that is regardless of how someone treats you, you should love. Now, that doesn't mean that you can't withdraw yourself from a situation if someone's disrespectful. You still love them, but you don't need to keep them. All right. You know what I mean? That's I think that's more important than anything. But you should never, ever let someone take you out of love. Like loving effortlessly. And what I mean is caring about people, loving people. As I said, you can love them, but you don't got to keep them. Like if someone's rude and crash or whatever, you can still love them as a person, but you always focusing in that place of love all the time keeps you stable. It's not about them. It's about keeping yourself stable because when you're constantly letting people draw you in and out of love, like I'm not saying be emotionalist, like be a robot, but I'm saying when you let people draw you in and out of love, like, oh, this person made me angry or this person did this. Why are you letting this person pull you out of love? Why are you letting this person stop you from being loving? You can still be loving. I just don't need to keep you here. Mm. And now can I add to that as well, Michael, mm. that it becomes that victim mentality when you're blaming yeah. somebody else, right? And I think one of the processes of self-love here is what you're touching on there is to, um, like you said, you can still love that person, but you need to be able to um, disconnect. disconnect. Yeah, you've got to be able to say, look, this is... I love myself and respect myself to that degree that I'm not going to have that happening in my life because I don't treat myself like that. So if you don't treat yourself like that, you don't allow someone else to treat you like that, you know? Well, you also have to understand that a lot of people don't know what love is. A lot yeah. of people think love is, I'm going to do all this for you and you're going to do it all back for me. Mm. And it's now, not a person's not always going to do what you want them to do. No. That's what you guys mean. They're not always going to do what you want them to do. Now, it's more of a sense of can you still love them through all of that? Because they're not always going to do it. That's the thing, right? Love isn't I love you, you give me back, and then I love you. No, because what you're saying is my love's conditional. That's mm -hmm. what you're saying. My love is conditioned. Certain conditions need to be met for me to give you love. Mm -hmm. Now, with that being said, Unfortunately, we live in a world that's how it is. That's not how it should be, but mm -hmm. that's how it is. Mm -hmm. Certain conditions need to be met for people to give you some type of love. The only mm -hmm. people that are going to love you unconditionally is your dog, your cat, <laughs> your mom, yeah. and your family. That's it. Like yeah. if we're keeping it a hundred, yeah. but yeah. outside yeah. of those things, yeah, it's not happening. No, we're all going right. to have standards we're all going to have expectations of 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 what it is but when we're looking at it from a whole point of view is when we love people we should never burden them with our expectations of i do so much for you 
you don't reciprocate. For me, I look for reciprocation. That's what I look for. If there is a lack of reciprocation, because not everyone's going to love like I do, Mm-mm. but if there's a lack of it, I can't deal with that. It doesn't mean I'm just going to throw you to the side because that's the society we live into. You just kind of, oh, I'll just go get a new one, but I'll bring mm-hmm. it up to you and be like, yo, man, like you need to learn how to reciprocate. Um, and that pours into point number two is you need to tap into what it looks like and feels like to be loved. So many people know how to give love, but they don't know how to receive love. Mm-hmm. They shut down, right, Michael? It's not even they shut down. They're not used to it. Yeah, like I've dated people and I would do like all these things, like like all these nice things, pull a chair out, open the door, be very um, shiverless. And they're like, they are blown away. Like, what? Like, that's the, no, like they're just so perplexed. Like, like one girl, um, again, we never use names here. I left her house in the morning and I just kissed her on the forehead while I was leaving just to be like, yo, like I'm out, like I got to go to work. And it, it changed her world. She was like, like she was so flat. She was like, what? I was like, she was not used to that. And I was like, it's the littlest thing for me, but it's the bigger deal for her because she never received that before. And that's what I'm trying to say. We also need to learn to be receivers of love. And that's one of the biggest things because so many times we'll sit here and say, oh, I give love and I do all this. But do you know how to receive it? And it's such a big thing, isn't it? Because so many people don't know what love is and so many people don't know how to receive. And it's such a deep, deep side of it because if you can't receive, and I suppose... I would probably say just through watching, through experiences and seeing how many, and in my own relationships, when you've seen them break down and you've been part yeah. of it, you've been an outsider watching in, you can just see that it wasn't able to be received. And there's a, and that's why I use the word blockage because it, I believe it's a blockage myself that. Well, it you, scares them, that level of vulnerability. Yes. And they've got this um, thing in them that they just don't, they're so, so used to getting hurt from the past mm-hmm. that if they, they're so they're so frightened of opening up but actually if we take it to the present moment and you step into a new relationship be open and vulnerable be that open yourself to receive and be able to if somebody does like somebody pulls a chair for you thank you thank you it's just a thing it's an, it's always a, to me it's a thank you it's an appreciation because when you're appreciating you get more to be appreciative of and then you can reflect that back on yourself again and say right i've been doing some i've been saying thank you to myself thank you for the experiences i've had somebody's kissing my forehead somebody hmm. putting their arm around me somebody saying are you okay you know anything that it is you're appreciating that then it's a very it's a it's an easy road to go down to be able to open yourself up to receiving love because but that- you know why it's scary for some people and I, <clears throat> i'm sorry to cut you off it's because it's a form of surrender that's why it's so scary they're surrendering to something and they're not used to that 
Yeah, but nobody. But the thing is, I think what we've got to understand, Michael, is that there's so many things we're not going to be used to because we haven't experienced everything in the world. So we've got to stop being scared of these things because tomorrow, the next five minutes hasn't come yet. So we've got to stop being scared and be open to knowing that things will always work out for us. Things are good and open up to that because that's, again, taking that past with us. And that's why people don't start their businesses. They don't start new ventures. They don't start new relationships because they're scared. There's nothing to be scared of. You've lived your life until today. And I really want to put this point out there that, you know, everything that's happened up to now is now the past. It's gone. It's done. It's dusted. You can start right here, right now and open up to to starting new ventures in your life, starting new relationships with um, not just a romantic relationship with people around you. And there's nothing to be scared of because anything that comes is always going to be that you can handle it. And it's only going to be a question of, do I focus on the problem or do I focus on the solution? You know, if you've got those two things in mind, it's every, like there's going to, obviously we've got a, every day happens. There's things that happen throughout that day. We don't know. I don't know in the next five minutes what's going to happen. I don't know what Michael's going to say next. Michael doesn't know what I'm going to say next. We're just trusting the process. Surrendering in, into it, yeah. Surrendering to the process. We're just saying, like, we might have notes that we're going to go by, but we don't actually know what is going to be, we're not, what we're going to really go into. I had no idea what we were going to say. Like I said, and he had no idea what I was going to say, but we're surrendering to the process. Now, we could have sat here and gone into that past thing and thought, oh, my God, I've been online before. This mm. happened when I went online. Um, oh, I'm really scared. Or what if this happens? What if that happens? We don't have none of that. We show up, we know what we, we know a subject we want to talk about, and we open ourselves to the to the divine guidance, or let's shall we say, um or, or to how people refer to God or to the universe. We just open up and surrender in to say, okay, this is what we want to do, and we're open and we are here, and we're gonna allow this conversation to flow. And even if we mess up, it doesn't matter because. The whole point is we're getting having a conversation about things that matter to us and we mm. know to other people. And that's our focus. Our intention is to inspire yeah. power, right? And exactly. to make a difference. So um, yeah, I really would love people to drop that that fear of doing anything new because no one knows what's gonna happen. No one knows. I don't know if that door's gonna open. I don't know if the internet's gonna go down. I have no idea. I'm just mm. trusting, right? Well, that's what I mean. I, I think that's why it's so important to understand surrendering to, to, to love and allowing yourself to be loved, but then also allowing not to get too attached to it as well. Mm. That's the thing, right? Because you can get to a place where you get so attached to somebody um, where you're surrendering to that love. And then now you get attached to it without learning how to generate it towards yourself first. Um, and I would say one of the biggest other things, and this is point number three, guys, this is probably going to be like one of our best podcasts is stop comparing yourself to other people. Mm, so big. Um, that is a big hindrance for a lot of people. Um, they're comparing themselves to like everyone else next to them, everyone else above them, left, right. 
the only person that you should be comparing yourself yourself to is you. That's it. That and I think that one literally breaks itself down um, because again, there's a lot of insecurity. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of and and insecurity is not a bad word. It just means uh-huh. that you don't feel comfortable with yourself. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. Because if you're constantly having to compare yourself to the next person, the next person, the next person, it means that you truly don't know how to show up as yourself. Mm-hmm. You truly don't know how to be you because you're always changing your face. You're always trying to be something that you're not you're always having you're like a clown i'm not no offense to anybody but you're always changing your face Mm. you you, you're not learning how to show up and say hey people are either gonna like me or they're not Mm. and that's an acceptance in yourself isn't it an acceptance within yourself right and I think it's massive here in the social media world where people see people and um, they compare themselves. And I'm going to refer back to us again, Michael, because we are a podcast and we are doing this now. And there's, we're not the only podcasters out there. There's people that have been doing it for years. They've got millions and maybe hundreds of thousands of followers. They've built up a whole platform. Now, if we were to sit and compare ourselves then we wouldn't feel good. We'll start thinking of the negatives and think, oh, well, we've only got, or we're not here to do that again. Mm. We're here to show up in the best of ourselves and to say, okay, there is no comparison. Nobody is Anthea and there's nobody else that's Anthea out there. And there's nobody else that's Michael out there. We're two separate individual entities working with one another. Now, the other podcasters are going to be their own people. There's people, there's podcasters that do groups of people. There's mm-hmm. ones that do it sing, just singularly, just by themselves. There's ladies, there's, there's, um, there's uh, men. It, it, so we don't compare ourselves. We are just doing what we do and what, what we're inspired to do. So it's like it's like a, a young girl looking at a picture online and seeing a, a, another female who has um, looks like her body enhancements, like, yeah, it has enhancements and stuff. Not realizing they've been enhanced, they're not realizing they've gone through Photoshop, they're not realizing, and they're comparing themselves. Well, that person is not you. You are not on that screen. You are you, and he must learn to love who you are, because it doesn't matter how many flaws you think you have. That's an oh, that's just a self-judgment of you. It's not what other people think. It's what you give yourself. You become too hard on yourself. Oh, my hair's not good enough, or my eyes are not this, or but actually flip that around. You know, love who you are. Say but we have to ask ourselves you. what are flaws. That's what we have to ask ourselves. Right. What is that? And who and flaws to who? Yeah, flaws to who? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It flaws to who. That's the thing, right? So we always have to ask ourselves, flaws to who, right? Mm-hmm. Because there's such this, oh, you know what? We'll probably cover it on another podcast about people pleasing. Oh, and, yes. Um, yes. Yeah, because I don't know if we touched on people pleasing or not. I don't think um, we did, actually. Yeah, so we'll we definitely talk about, about that in season two, because I think that's, yeah. a, that's part of self-love. But um, <clears throat> yeah, it, it, what are flaws? We have to ask ourselves. If we are made in the ultimate image, again, creator, God, whatever you want to call it, for me, I call it God, but everyone else is different. We respect all things. If you are made in his image and his image is perfect, his image, not yours, his, and you are made in his image, what does that make you? 
perfect. Exactly. And a lot of people have a hard time wrapping themselves around that, though, because a lot of times the reason why we feel insecure or we don't feel safe, it's because we base a lot of it off of our experiences. We let our experiences define us. That's where the the self-harm comes in. Let's say you've been cheated on. You're like, well, I don't feel like I'm good looking enough because Chad cheated on me. You know what I mean? Or like, you know, or like as a child here. And again, this is why I love this podcast. Nicola, thank you for commenting. I see it here. This person commented on something. It's also sometimes a lack of love, which makes people feel insecure, especially as children. Because as a child, if you don't get a certain amount of love, um, you, you feel, feel unworthy. And then you take that into your adulthood mm-hmm. and then you never feel good enough because you're like, my parents didn't give me enough love or there was either rejection of love. But yeah. see, those things are all outside stuff and they don't define you. If you've been rejected, that's not your identity. That's not who you are. If you've been cheated on and you did everything you could in your relationship, no relationship is perfect, but you did everything that you could and you were cheated on, it doesn't define you. And that's the problem. We let too many experiences define our identity. So now once they've defined identity, now you don't know who you are. Now you've let outside circumstances tell you who you are instead of you telling yourself, this is who I am. Yeah, and I think I just want to touch, I just want to just add something onto that, Michael, because that was so powerful. And I think we have to learn to recognise when we're feeling that way because it's not going to necessarily be a thought process of I don't feel loved or I don't, or you're referring back to something that happened in your childhood because most people don't actually know that's happening. But if you can take that moment and when when you're in a relationship or you're meeting someone, you're getting to know somebody, when these things bubble up in you and you feel them, question them because they're just trigger. They're triggering. So they're triggering you to feel that way. That's the time when you stop and you recognize in yourself, why am I feeling this? That's when you can then go deep into start thinking about what did you experience as a child and find that pinpoint because that once you get it you can explore that you can find it and you can release that from you and once you've released that that's when you feel this empowerment in you knowing who you are and why you felt like that when you understand something it helps you clarify the next point so an understanding will give you clarity so it's, and I really want to be able to, I think we've spoken about this already, Michael, where we want to be able to tell you actually how to implement these things and not just yeah. give you a guide, right? So for me, I've done a lot of work on this. I can really tell you to, to find and understand when you're, just be aware of how you're feeling and what triggered that feeling to pop up for you and question it. Is it true? Do I really believe that that's the truth about me? Even if it was something where you remembered, let's say, parents pushed you away because um, you was you came in and uh, you were too needy or like yeah, 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 kind of identify that and realize that was just an experience because we have this kind of 
called attachment to our pre to our experiences mm -hmm. and how we can break those cords and say you know what you have no power over me i am who i am say i'm not that seven year old i'm not that eight year old and whatever happened was not your fault we're talking about other people who have treated you a certain way now as a child you're not going to know what's you don't you you know that love is supposed to be what it is but if you're not receiving that that's not your fault cannot take that into your deepness into your soul to say i'm not good enough and like i said it's not a, it's not always a thought process it's more of a feeling that you will feel yeah. triggered about because I don't ever remember thinking to myself, I don't feel worthy of having a relationship. I don't think I've ever thought that, but I know I felt. You felt it. You might have felt it. felt it. I felt it. And that's where I had to question, why am I feeling like this? What's making me feel like this? And I think every day that we question ourselves in what's triggering us will help us be that better person minute by minute, hour by hour, day by day. And that's where you can show up and have the best relationship. Because imagine, imagine you've got two people that come together and they tell each other, my my love towards you does not depend on what you do and the love i hold for myself does not depend on how who you are and what you do to me the love that i have for me and the love that i have for you depends on me and they're completely detaching themselves from you and they're just working as a separate entity with another entity but coming together in 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 yeah in fullness yeah Yes. Like, imagine how good that will feel to say, I'm not relying on you to make me happy. I rely on myself to make myself happy. It's not your job to make me happy. It's my job to fill my cup up. It's my job to make myself happy. And once you can, I mean... And the other person just benefits from that. That's the benefits, thing. If you fill your right? own cup, they're drinking from a full cup. It's the right. same thing with them. If they fill their own love tank, yes. they're drinking from a full cup, not an empty one. Right. And that is just something that whew, work on that with yourself and man. Every crazy side note, guys. Again, comment, like, share. How many of you guys want us to actually teach you ways on how to implement um change? Now, what I mean by that is what I would what we're gonna do, not today, but for this podcast. For season two, I'm going to sit down with Anthea and she'll sit down with me. And what we're going to do is we're going to sit down and say, what are the changes that you made? So I'm going to sit down with Anthea and ask her questions and say, what are the changes you made to become more feminine? What are the changes you made to become more agreeable? What are the changes you made to become more interdependent? Because again, you guys have heard it on the podcast. She's been very vulnerable. She's Anthea has openly said, hey, I've been very masculine. I've had to put on the masculine role. I've had to be very assertive. I've, you know, had to be the leader. And we're going to talk about how she made the change from that to being more feminine, more agreeable, more understanding. And she's going to ask me those questions. Michael, how did you make the changes to stop being so passive and learning to tap into masculinity? So if you guys want that, please comment. It's a little side note. If you guys want it, We'll give it to you because we want to teach you how to do it because that's the thing. There's people out here suffering with identity. And what I mean by that is dating people, never feeling good enough, 
what's going wrong, what happened. And we've never covered it before because, yes, we've talked about masculine, feminine, all those things, being agreeable, being fit. But we've never talked about what needed to be addressed to to get there Mm -hmm. and what needed to be implemented to get there and what the changes were from that. Mm -hmm. So if you guys want that, we'll give that to you in a special episode where I'll sit down and say, hey, Anthea, when you were masculine, what made you step away from the masculine? And she'll say, and she'll ask me questions too. Michael, what made you want to step away from being passive and all of those things? So then people could see, okay, these are the changes you need to make to get from here to here to get a different outcome. Um, So that's just a little side note. If you guys comment, like, um, and share it, like this podcast right here, we will work on giving you guys one exactly like that. That's exciting, Michael. Thank you for adding that in. And and this is what we're talking about. It's um, that was just inspired through Michael just now to say that, you know, through our conversation. So we don't know what's going to happen next. And I think this is the exciting thing about life. Right. Um, And are we on point number four here or point number five? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. That was just a little side note that I wanted to make for everybody. Um, So now we're jumping on to point number four. Can I can I can I implement one here, please, if you don't mind? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure. This is to me. This is something that I, the reason I want to share this particular one is because I do it every day, and I've been doing it for a long time, and um, I've seen the difference when I don't implement this, and I've seen the difference when I do implement this. So just on the back of what Michael was saying just there, I really wanted to add this one in, and again, we're speaking about um, implementing self love and how to do that, and what's the ways forward for this. Now, before, you know, when you wake up in the morning, the first thing to do for me and I do and has made a huge difference to my everyday life and how I show up and the energy that's around me and the good experiences that I experience is to wake up in appreciation. So when you do awaken in the morning, you're not... You know how so many people can just have an alarm, jump out of bed and they're just like all over the place and then bam, their day and they say, oh, I wish I could start this day again. I've had a nightmare. This has gone wrong. That's gone wrong. Now, I don't care if you're late, if you're not late. To me, forget about being late. You have to do this from the time you wake up. Take those five minutes to lie in your bed and think about the sleep you had even if it wasn't the greatest sleep, the fact that you did close to your eyes, close your eyes and relaxed your body and actually relaxed your muscles, every part of you, you've got to switch off for a certain period of time. Now, that is so important to appreciate. If you've got lying in a bed or some people like to sleep on the floor or wherever it is, the fact that you have somewhere to put your body down and be able to cover your body in a warmth and just that side of it, just to be appreciative of that from the morning will bring you to new heights in yourself because you're starting your day on a high love vibe. You're saying thank you for yourself. You're saying thank you for the experiences you're experiencing. And that will bring you more to be thankful for. So that's why I I feel it's like 
It's a must in the morning to wake up and have those five minutes just to appreciate, appreciate you, say thank you for you. Now, the appreciation is on the same level as love. There is no um, energy difference or no vibrational difference. You've got the same frequency is the word that I'm looking for. So you, you appreciate it's, it's the same frequency as loving. Them two just work side and side, side by side. So just do that in the morning, wake up and just take those five minutes to say thank you for your, thank you for your sleep ahead. Thank you for what's coming up in your day. Thank you for my day yesterday. Thank you that I'm here. Thank you that I'm breathing. Thank you. I haven't even got to ask my body to breathe. It breathes by itself, you know. Um, so, yeah, that I suppose that was point number four. four. Yeah, yeah that, that, that was perfect. And that's why I let you uh, take that one. Um, I would say one of the biggest things for step number five is create the life that you want to create. And people are like, well, how does that do with self-love? It has everything to do with self-love. Yes. Because the thing is, it's going to start in baby steps. And what I mean by that is you guys need to find your passions. Find your what gets you up in the morning. What excites you? What is it you want to build? Intention. Not a lot of people know that. Oh, what's your purpose? Oh, it's like, no, like. You really need to start exploring your passions. You really need to start exploring what you're what you're meant to do on this earth. And I think for a lot of people, they're so defined by relationships and external things when you are so much more than that. You are so much more than that. Gifts, talents, love, abundance, like you're so much more. And it's like you really need to explore what that is what your purpose is what what like for me and again we'll put it out there i love doing this because again i feel fulfilled when i do this when i coach and help people i feel fulfilled that's where i find my fulfillment in public speaking coaching helping either it'll be relationships or whatever that's where i get my fulfillment to help people and I'm not and I'm never big for shortcuts, but for them to get a shortcut so they don't have to go through what I went through mm-hmm. so they can so they can speed up the level of quickness in their lives. So for me, finding purpose, and again, that's a really short one, but um I think that's really important for people to explore. Um, and then I think this is number f- five now this one would be number. This would be six. Okay, perfect. Um, <laughs> like number five or six. Um, you need to have a strong circle. You need to have. You need to be able to ask for help. Yes. Um, and that is part of self love. And not not feel no way to ask for help because so many people are so I don't want to ask for help. But actually, you know how much better you feel once you ask for that help and support. It mm. it really does because. And if somebody says, I can't help you, then they can't help you. doesn't mean there's nobody else around. Go to somebody else um, and be, I suppose, that it's that vul- being vulnerable again, isn't yeah. it? But you obviously have to pick and choose who you do that with. Yes, yes. But there's no shame in asking for help. No. There's, there's no shame in no, it. Nothing at um, all. Because, again, 
with asking for help, you get your answers quicker mm-hmm. because you're going to sources that already have the answers. Yes, yes, um, um, yes. I, I, can we go back to a morning one as well? I mean, I, I'm going to say morning one. I, I've got something here that I want to say. Shoot. Another point to make is um, I've been practicing this. And again, I want to share things that I practice because I've just because of the changes in my life from practicing these things. And every day while you're brushing your teeth or when you go in the bathroom, wherever it is, or in your bedroom, wherever your mirror is, just stand in front of that mirror. I remember we're speaking about self-loving ourselves it's all about us so you're it's so easy to tell other people you love them and I tell so many people I love them all the time because I I genuinely have felt that love for people one person that I was never telling was myself because it sounds crazy (laughs) right you think it sounds crazy now I have now got used to it. Now, at first, when I first done this, I looked in the mirror and I was like, mm. and I was, I kind of was hesitant, didn't really know. Then I said to myself, hang on, Anthea, how many people on a daily basis do you say I love you to? So I'm always saying I love you. It's like part of my, part of my everyday. Uh, yeah, literally. So, and I said, I love you. And I kind of shied away from myself, which is quite funny. And I just kept on saying, Anthea, I love you. I actually love you. And you know, as I started saying it to myself, Michael, I started to see things. I was like, oh, I love my dimples. And I started to know things that I can love about myself. Now, before I got to that mirror, I would never even noticed anything. Now, I've done this every single day now. I think we're coming up to around maybe nine to 10 days. And it's just got easier and easier. And I feel myself filling myself up with love for me, not for the outside world, because I give, I do give to the outside world in my hugs, in my conversations, in my, in what I say. Um, I feel that I give love out there, but I was always missing that love for me. Now, what a difference this is making to myself and my confidence. It's actually automatically giving me confidence, making me feel a sense of empowerment in what I'm doing, helping me forward with my passions and showing up to the best I can. So if you're hearing this, please, like I would really urge you to get in the morning, start your day with not just the appreciation. Once you roll out of bed, you're up, you've appreciated and you're going about your business, Find a mirror, stop, and just look at yourself and start loving you. Tell, tell yourself how much you love yourself. Yeah, self-acceptance starts with you. It doesn't start with outside people. That's why it's called self-acceptance. You have to learn to accept yourself first before you expect it from others. Absolutely. 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 Um, but now we're on to number seven, which is my favorite um, out of all of them. I love the other ones, but this one, I, I have a love-hate relationship with it because I'm like, why, why do people do this? Surround yourself with people that make you feel good. Hmm. And you know why I have a love-hate relationship with this one? Because I see the people surrounding themselves or trying to get love from people that don't want to give it. Right. 
that don't want to give it. They're surrounding themselves with people that don't want to show up for them. Mm-hmm. Or show up in the wrong ways, even. Or show, up, or show up in the wrong ways. And I'm like, why are you trying so hard to get love from this person when clearly they're not available for it? They don't want to be vulnerable or you don't spark that vulnerability in them. And that's not a bad thing. It's not, a, it's not bad a bad thing, thing. But then it's like, now you need to change your tribe. Maybe that's not someone for you. See, one of the biggest issues I've had when it comes to this is people have people love getting things, but they have a hard time letting things go. Right. They love getting a new car, a new house, new whatever, new girlfriend, boyfriend, but they have a hard time letting go of things. When it comes time to let go of that bad boyfriend, oh, can't let go of Chad. Chad makes me feel good. <laughs> but. Oh, Chad's just there. Yeah, or Chad's things. just there. But yeah. then it's like, Chad talks down to you. Yeah. Chad treats you bad. It's the same thing with men. <clears throat> oh, can't let go of Sally. Sally gives me awesome bedroom fun. Mm. But Sally doesn't respect you. Mm. She doesn't respect you as a man. She doesn't respect you um, as authority. To Sally, you're just bedroom fun to ride on. Mm -hmm. So that's why I said you have to learn, guys, to change your tribe, to let things go. Mm -hmm. Because by holding on to them, you've already lost. Mm -hmm. And we've only got one life. Stop holding on to things. Let yeah. it go. You've already lost. When you're holding on to something so tightly, you've already lost. I love letting go. Yeah, now, again, I'm going to say this within reason. I don't believe in the mentality of when something's wrong, you just trade it up for a new one. A lot of people will just say, oh, you know what? This friendship's not working out. This dating relationship's not working out. Break up with you, get a new one. No. What I'm saying is be aware before you even get into it that it's not for you. Mm. That's what I'm saying. So then you don't have to do this trade them up game because a lot of people are doing that. A lot of people are um, are doing that, are, are surrounding themselves with people that aren't feeling good and then they're constantly having to trade up new people it's like oh. i realize what doesn't work for me people that are poor communicators don't work for me you're a bad communicator go be with other bad communicators go be with them we like to have a flow going <laughs> but i like to have a flow going i have my own stuff going on yeah. i'm not going to talk to you all the time but i got michael's stuff going on and you have you stuff going on mm -hmm. but i mean if if you're a bad communicator and um, and i've dealt with this with people many times Oh, I'm sorry. You still keep doing the same behavior. Mm -hmm. It's not something I can love. I'm sorry. It's not something I can deal with. And that word I'm sorry comes so easy to people, doesn't it? It's that they do something, they do something, they 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 know that you've had the conversation about this before. Yeah. And you're not, it's not something that you want to are uh, willing to accept in your life, but you've given the benefit of the doubt. You said, okay, we've had the conversation. This is what it is. I've communicated this to you. And then they go and do it again. And then they go, oh, I'm so, so I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I didn't mean it. Well, you, it's like, come on, your actions done that. The words mean nothing. Well, what I'm going to say is this. Right? If I've told you something and you've dismissed it, mm. like you've listened and then you've dismissed it, all it shows is you don't care. 
Yeah. That is plain as day. Like, so why I, give your time and attention to those people that don't care when there's people you could meet that will care, exactly. right? Exactly. They don't care. But because people and their ego, it comes down to ego, mm -hmm. they, oh, I, they'll change or the, it's ego instead of accepting, yo, this person does not care about me. Mm -hmm. Because clearly... Actions speak louder than words. Mm-hmm. A hundred percent. Actions speak louder than words. People will talk and say, I'm sorry, but still display the same behaviors that you've asked them to correct. And they still haven't done it. Why waste your precious time? That's it. That is it. Because, and this is why this one's so important to me. Surround yourself with people you feel good. I don't want to have to beg you for your time. I don't want to have to beg you for your energy. I don't want to have to beg you for nothing. I will give it freely. But if I see that you don't do the same, why am I going to keep trying to pull it out of you? Now you're going to become cold, distant, and resentful. Mm -hmm. because I'm asking you to give something you cannot give. Mm. And that's, and actually it's, it's again, it's an acceptance, isn't it? Because just because that person can't give that, it doesn't make them a bad person. Nope. It doesn't make them a wrong person. They're just it not for me. They're just not for you. And that's, and I think we take things so to heart and I've done it. Cool. I, I, I can totally tell you, I'm just, I'm so open here, right? And I just want to say, I have done it so, before and it doesn't work. At the end of the day, if somebody doesn't want to just come to you the way you just want to go to them, what's the point? Or you just, Like, I would never want to be with someone. I remember, and I'm, I'm going to say, I remember when I broke up with somebody, the last relationship I was in, and they begged to stay with me. Now, I just looked at them and said, this isn't right. Why do you want to be with me when I don't want to be with you? That doesn't even sound right. It doesn't, nope. it doesn't feel right. It doesn't look right. It doesn't sit right. Nothing works in that scenario. If that person, if I don't want to, let's put me in the equation here to speak about myself. If I don't want to be with somebody and I clearly tell them, it's just not working and I don't want to be with you. And they beg, please. Now, that's not listening to what you're saying, first of all. And that's a very big disrespect on top of it because. And it's a turn off for women, guys. It's a massive turn off. It's like a, a side note. Yeah, it's a turn off for women. Complete. Thank you for pointing that because the second the begging started, for me, that was like complete close down, shutdown. Because mm -hmm. it doesn't look and it doesn't feel nice. It's, it's not masculine. It's not, it's not masculine at all. Like we're not knocking anybody here, but no, we're literally telling no. you the truth that it's it's not a very masculine trait. It's not when you're a very begging your girl when you're begging your girl to stay with you, yeah. when you're begging oh. her for bedroom fun or whatever. There's no the She should want to be around you. Right. And if, if what you have to beg for it, then it's if it's a begging situation. <sighs> I don't ever want to be with anybody. I have to beg to be around me. It's as straightforward as that. Yeah, because now you're asking that person to tolerate you. 
yeah, to tolerate something about me. It's like, no, if you don't want to be around me, listen, I am fine. And this is where this is where self-love really takes its its um good toll on you because you feel like not that you want to be a person that just has nobody around you, no, but the people that that uh you're having to effort with are the ones that you say, oh, see you later. If you're mm-hmm. not going to call you and you don't call me, I'm constantly texting you and you're not texting me. I'm constantly sending whatever and there's nothing going on to the other side. Then that tells me 100% that this is not for us because I'm having to ask you to do things and you're not doing it with ease. Therefore, how can I take that personally? It's just not for me. Mm -hmm. He could then turn around and meet somebody else in that same breath and want to do all of that for them. And that's where we say don't compare because there's going to be a different... a different connection there, a different type of conversation, a different type of energy, a different love, a different lust, a different, there's everything's going to be different because it's not the same person, it's someone different. So just because they've turned and connected with someone else, it doesn't mean there's something wrong with you. And this is the question, so many people, what's wrong with me? No, stop asking that question. That question's not for you to ask. You were just in the wrong relationship or wrong situation, yeah. Yeah, or it was just something to, so a lot of the times people come into our life to teach us about ourselves so it enhances a trigger let's say we spoke Mm. about earlier on it enhances an emotion that gets shown up within you it's always something to learn not about other people to learn about you because remember you are the reflection what happens inside you is going to be reflected on the outside so always turn back to yourself and ask yourself what, what's inside me, not what's wrong with me, because there's nothing wrong. Somebody not being, um, not connecting with you in the way that you want it to be a connection, there's nothing wrong with that. There's, there's nothing wrong whatsoever. It's just not, not the right person for you. It might have been the right person for five months, six months, seven months, maybe just a day. Maybe for that purpose in time, it was right for you. But after that, when you're seeing that you're having to really put effort into things and you're really having to pull this person, why do you even? Why would you want to? I'll give you guys a beautiful example of what Anthony is talking about. It's like taking an iPhone charger and trying to plug it into an Android. Right, it's not going to happen. Like, right. It's not going to happen, guys. Like you're sitting there trying to plug it in, and it's why isn't it going in? Like it, it, it doesn't fit. The connect isn't there. It doesn't work. It doesn't fit. It's not, and that's what a beautiful analogy. It, it, there's no. It doesn't fit. It could have. You could have tried. You could maybe get the corner in a tiny little bit. But it's not going to charge. Not going to charge. You can put it, you can try and force it in, but it's still not going to charge. It's not going to charge the phone, which means there's no energy. There's no. Well, now uh, you've broken the phone. That's the thing, right? So that's what I'm trying to say that if you're trying to plug yourself into someone that doesn't fit for your life, you end up only hurting yourself. That's why I said that analogy. You only end up hurting you. Mm Mm-hmm. And this is about self-love. It's not about hurting yourself. This is about loving you and and recognizing that. It's an awareness and recognition and um, an acceptance of the people in your life and the people you get to meet. Like, you know, we don't know who we're going to meet today or tomorrow or the next day. Um, 
you just don't know. I had a conversation with someone this morning that I had no idea that I'd ever speak to this person because I'd never met them or I've never spoken to them before in my life. And I ended up having a very good connection with this person and had an amazing conversation. Now, when I woke up this morning, all I know is I'd done my appreciation and I went to the mirror and I'd done my I love you process. They're the two things I'd done when I woke up. And then I connected with someone. Um, and now I've obviously that will be a movement forward. Um, so and I'm not speaking about relationships here, by the way. I'm just talking about a, a, a work. Yeah, just healthy conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, um, just to say you just don't know what's coming next. But, um, yeah, always be aware and just have that recognition. Um, stop blaming yourself. Stop blaming you and asking what's wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with you. Just that person's not fit. Exactly. And the next one that we're going to cover, guys, because we're almost done, is number nine is um postpone and your negative thoughts man you guys got to deal with your thought process like mm. some people don't know how to deal with their emotions they've never learned emotion mastery now negative thoughts are always going to be there mm -hmm. they always are but it's how you deal with them that decides the outcomes mm-hmm that's the thing, right? So for season two, we really want to focus on implementation. So mm -hmm. we actually might cover that on how and on how to implement on how to deal with your negative thoughts. Because a lot of people just tell you, how, like, just deal with your negative thoughts, but they don't tell you how. Now. And, and we might want to cover how to deal with them. And you need to address them. Mm -hmm. If you're feeling some type of way, you're feeling anxious, you're feeling scared, you're feeling negative, you're feeling not loved, you need to address why you feel that way. Mm -hmm. Did somebody trigger you? Did a situation happen? Um, you know, are you, because nobody just wakes up feeling, I feel shitty. Like, like, what? like, no, like there's other people that would trade lives with you in a heartbeat. Mm -hmm. So you need to ask yourself, why do you feel that way? Do you feel that your life is not where it's supposed to be? Mm -hmm. Do you feel, I know sometimes I feel like that. I feel mm -hmm. like I'm like, like, I'm like, yo, my life's not where I need it to be. Mm -hmm. I address it and say, okay, what do I need to do to get it there? Mm -hmm. That's, that's, that's what I do. I move on it quickly and it will tie into number 10, but I move on it quickly to get things to get me there. You see what I'm saying? So for example, if I feel a negative thought where I feel lazy today, I'll like work out or I'll do something that will progress me going forward. Mm -hmm. Instead of just sitting in the negative thought of laziness or, or, mm -hmm. or negativity, you know what I mean? And, and again, it, it's not to knock on women or anything. I've dealt with a lot of women, um, not like personally, but I'm saying like friends, whatever, that deal with negative thoughts all the time. And I'm like, that sounds exhausting. Mm. So then clearly, like they don't know emotional management. Like I'll talk to a female friend, not Anthea, but like, oh, I'm just feeling blah today. I'm like, What? <laughs> Like what? Like clearly there's some things going on in your life that you need to address. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Or like, I feel ugly today. What? Like. What do you mean? I'm like complex. I'm like, okay. Like who, like what? Like clearly there's some. There's something. Some, some stuff that you need to address, some self-confidence issues, some things that you need to deal with. Because those type of thoughts are the things holding you back from the life you want. 
Yeah, and I think this just, I just want to add into this, Michael, that it ties back into having the right people around you. Because yeah. I can say I had an experience um, last week where I really, I had a group coaching session coming up and I had spent a, the, the day just being lazy, like really lazy. And I really, I went, my mind started to say to me, um, how can you get out of this? Now, lucky for me, I had the right person around me who encourages me and uplifts me. And as soon as I had voiced that I was feeling that laziness and I, I didn't really know what to do, straight away, he said, no, get up and get yourself sorted. Get mm -hmm. on, don't allow that, those thoughts are going to are self-sabotaging you. Go and do what you're meant to do. And you know that you're going to feel good doing it. And just that being said to me, because look, you see us, like, I don't know if people that know me out there, um, you see, I'm quite high energy and I'm always on the, I'm always in oh the yeah, and so is and so is Michael. Between both of us, we're very high energy beings. Um, so for that to come around for me is not very likely in my world. However, it did happen. But this is where we're tying back to having the right people around you because as soon as I voiced that, the person that was around me knew that's not gonna. He was the right person to be able to say to me, "No, no, no you know what you need to do. Get up." And that was it. Within 10, 15 minutes, I'm, I'm up, I'm ready, I'm getting myself sorted and I'm setting my intentions for what I want to achieve out of my coaching sessions. Now, had I did not had the wrong person around me, they could have said, oh, yeah, I wouldn't bother. Don't worry about it. Um, you know, yeah, you could They would have never encouraged you. To there would have around. been no encouragement. And that's how you know the difference with the right people around you and the wrong people around you. And I'm not saying those people are right or wrong. They're just not for you. So they mm. could be the right and the wrong person for somebody else, but not for you. So if you hear that and they're not encouraging you, that's how you've got to really be aware of what's being said because there's no encouragement and that continues. That's not for you. But the people who are encouraging you are the people you want to stick around and you want to then encourage them too. And it's a two-way street and you feel that good energy. You feel that goodness and you can um, steer each other in the right direction. So, yes. Um, and then we're going to drive it home at the last point. Um, and that is make room for healthy habits. Mm. Some people don't have healthy habits. They don't, they're not working out. They're not pouring into themselves. They're not doing personal development. They're not doing anything to enhance, not the outside, but the inside of themselves to make themselves a better version of themselves. And that can hinder you in a lot of ways. And that's why I always ask people, find things that you love to do and do them. Uh -huh. Either that's hiking, biking, journaling, blogging, fitness, like whatever it is, have healthy habits in your life. Uh -huh. Things that you can do that elevate you. Um, and I think that one's pretty straightforward. That's why we saved the best for last is figure out things you like to do and go do them. Yeah. And it could be something simple like go for a walk for 10 minutes a day. Yeah. It could be that you have, um, if you're somebody who likes to meditate, take those 10 minutes for yourself. And I think this is such a big part of self-love is doing what you love and not what everyone else wants you to do. Yeah. Because 
too many too many of us fall in that trap. We just do what the others wanted to do. Well, you jump on other people's program instead of creating your own. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Do what's good for you. Find what's good for you. Eat the foods that you like to eat. Drink the drinks well, you like Obviously, within food, reason. Right? We're not telling you to go to McDonald's here, but yes, within reason. Yeah. Um, I do go to McDonald's every so often. Yeah. I do so it. often, but I, you know what I mean? We're not just like, yeah, do whatever you want and, <laughs> and, and go eat Big Macs all the time. No, no we're saying within That's not going to make you feel good, though. If you go and eat a Big Mac every single day for the next seven days, guarantee you, you will be very, very sick. We're saying um, within reason, yeah. guys. <laughs> within reason. Um, but yeah, that's, that's our 10th th- ways to in- implement self-love. Hopefully you guys really enjoyed it. As I said, this is our season two. That we came back. We're going to come back harder, better, stronger than ever. Um, all of our topics, we're really going to try to focus on, on internal things. Um, and something else that we really want to cover, and we'll probably run a poll on it on Instagram, is people pleasing. It seems to be a big hindrance in um, relationships, friendships, and even with yourself. If you can't please yourself, how can you please someone else? So, mm-hmm. look, guys, we're gonna we're gonna do a poll on it. We want to thank everybody today for showing up. We want to thank you for not being a 007 and just watching from the shadows. We want to thank you for not ninja watching, actually engaging, actually caring about the. Because again, we try to give you topics that you guys care about and that we care about as well. Um, so we really want to thank you guys for rocking with us. We wouldn't be doing this if it wasn't for you guys. Um, so thank you very much. As I said, like, share, subscribe, help us climb up in the algorithm. Help us at least get to 100 subscribers. We have at least 16. And yo, we value those 16 subscribers. On Facebook, we have a lot more. I think the group the group at least has like 40 likes or 40 likes, I believe. Um, but again, we want to try to get more people engaged there. On Instagram, we want to definitely grow that as well. So guys, the best thing that you can do, honestly, to show us you care, and this is where, um, what's the word I'm looking for? This is how you show us instead of just telling us, this is how you show us. Hit the like button. It's a small... I like we that. appreciate it. We really and that's appreciate the thing, it. right? That helps us grow in the algorithm. Instead of you telling us, show us. Because we show up here for you guys every single morning, two days a week, um, to give you guys the content that you we feel you deserve. And and while we're doing it, we're growing as well, too. So again, like the video, like, share, subscribe, and uh, we will see you guys on Friday for our next topic, um, which will be possibly about people pleasing. it's exciting times guys and thank you thank you everyone for being here thank you for watching thank you for listening thank you to the people watching on the replay as michael said please do like subscribe and share um we're really excited about season two i'm super excited um i've just got these like that it's a great feeling yeah, it's a really nice feeling and I love showing up. We both love showing up. We're so glad we're here and we appreciate you guys so much. So thank you and we shall see you on Friday. Take care.